0: Briefing the economist Why the world is saving too much money for its own good? In 2005 Ben Bernanke then a member of the Federal Reserve's Board of Governors wondered at the tide of money washing over American shores and worried about its consequences Grasping in a speech for a way to describe the phenomenon he coined a phrase over the past decade he note a combination of diverse force has created a significant increase in the global supply of saving A global saving lodge, savers of all sorts, from older Americans preparing for retirement to oil exporting countries, accumulating sovereign wealth funds, were shoving more money into stocks and bonds that could be put to use by those looking to invest in plants and equipment. In 1999, Mr. Ronangi had cheated the Bank of Japan for filing to the Japanese growth after a bubble first, despite reducing interest rates to zero. Yet, in the 15 years after he christened the saving glut, finance ministers and central bankers around the world became familiar with the struggle to maintain steady growth in the context of self-saving. Since 2000 alone the value of global wealth held by households, firms and governments has roughly tripled from 160 trillions to 510 trillions or from about 460% of global GDP to 610% according to McKinsey Global Institute, a think tank many of them have borrowed from each other to acquire assets taking debts to worryingly high levels but in aggregate they are prudent ants rather than spendthrifts versus hoppers this saving growth helped push asset prices ever upward and interest rates ever lower creating macroeconomic headaches worldwide now the pandemic has shaken pillars of the global economy in ways which could fundamentally al- alter saving patterns. Thick labor markets are shifting money to workers who are eager to spend, contributing to the highest inflation in a generation. Central banks, which had found themselves unable to push interest rates down enough to keep inflation from failing below, their targets are beginning to push rates up to keep inflation from soaring. Yet while new enthusiasm for government borrowing or a retreat from globalization could help to drain savings and establish a new normal, it seems more probable that Mr. Bernanke's glad will persist, thanks to old habits and old people, who are growing share of the world's population, the rising reservoir of global savings, most of which is held in bank deposits. Bonds, corporate equity, and property has been fed by three main tributaries: governments' hunger for foreign exchange reserves, benefiting households and firms, and workers near retirement age. It was the first flow, saving by governments, which preoccupied Mr. Bernanke. Governments' accumulation of foreign exchange reserves out to saving in two ways: resource supporting economies save part of the windfall earned from their exports and cloth it into stocks and bonds. Some of the piles are held as official reserves. The Russian government has reserves, excluding gold valued at $460 billion, while Saudi Arabia's are worth $440 billion. Windfalls have also been shipped in the sovereign world funds that are uh, that of Abu Dhabi is worth almost $700 billion dollars while Norway's is valued at more than $100 $3,000 trillion dollars other economies pile up foreign exchange reserves as they intervene in markets to reduce the value of their currencies to boost exports or to build up a hold of safe assets which can be drawn upon in times of financial stress in effect this intervention squeeze consumption in their home economies reducing spending relative to production and thus contributing to current account surpluses which must be absorbed by the rest of the global economy Reserves held by South Korea, Singapore, Taiwan and India have grown into the hundreds of billions. No country has engaged in such practice to more disrupt the global effect than China, which holds some 3.2 trillion dollars in foreign exchange reserves.